0: All right. Well, I guess uh, to start us off, I'll I'll do the uh, opening prayer, and I'll just uh, have everyone uh, close their eyes, and we'll start. Just um, so to start, just everyone take a deep breath in, and then a deep breath out, and we'll just ask the uh, infinite Creator to. Um, Bless everyone, um, all those that we know and we don't know and the ones that we talk to and, and interact with on a daily basis and have an impact on them even though we don't know it and that we see the unity of all things and that all of us and all of everyone is blessed with the love and light of the infinite creator. Amen. To start us out, I will switch this over to my PowerPoint. all right so the uh the start of this is obviously the the whole point of it was the north Norse uh, pantheon and the gods and religion that I've uh done some research on in the in the past um, kind of started out just as a introduction to it um I was part of uh which is uh, the Druid fellowship uh, my um my Focuses of interest were the uh, Nordic Pantheon and um, the Tuat de Danan, which is a Celtic Pantheon. Um, but today we're kind of going through the Norse. And this is kind of our agenda, um, kind of the intro of, of everything, uh, their creation um, myth and how, how it was brought about by the Norse, uh, the gods and goddesses of the, the Norse and the lineage of them um the law of one and how i think it pertains to polytheism and and the norse uh in general um archetypes and the conclusion so we'll just we'll just start on this um so this is a quote from quo uh, basically someone asked in one of the uh sunday um channelings he said is it true polytheism the belief in many gods each controlling or directing a positive of the of the creation, assembling block to understanding the unity of all things. He said, for some entities, and this is a snippet of the quote, for some entities, this may indeed be true. For other entities, this may be a portion of a path in which many become seen as moving into shared regions of experience and, shall we say, providence of expression of qualities, thus giving those worshiping such entities a larger point of view so that there is seen to be a conglomeration of qualities of each being that may be shared by more than one being, so that this path path of conglomeration or addition to each theistic being more qualities, thus eventually reaching the unity of all theistic beings in the expression of oneness, so that what was seen as various kinds of gods may be seen as a faucet of a jewel that reflects portion of the unity of the one infinite creator. Um, and basically, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll get more into my thoughts on that at a later time uh, towards the end, but this is uh, basically the, the start of it all. And, and this image, I think, depicts um, uh, what I envision as the start of all things, right? So the way the, the myth goes is that there's Muspelheim and Niflheim, and those two are fire and ice. And in the middle is called Gagam Gagap, uh, which is basically nothing. Um, it's, there's, there's an abyss there. And over time, as fire and ice meet, they create water. And the frost, essentially, um, beings start to melt from that nothingness, or as you can experience it as like um, the chaotic forces of fire and ice come together to make something out of nothing. And that first thing is um, a giant named Ymir. And Ymir is basically... a a giant who has no um sexual orientation basically reproduces without any kind of sexual encounter at all um so the way it's described in the eddas is that um he basically spawns other gods from himself or his whatever he is um or ymir uh is um from Ymir um, spawns uh, a plethora of giants, um, and the giants uh, are depicted by the Norse as kind of all-consuming um, uh, beings. Meaning they they don't they're pretty harsh. Um, they consume resources without any kind of thought or and they act without any kind of thought basically um through uh the giants um were born odin billy and bay all three brothers and they became or odin became um, essentially the first of the aesir which is um what we know as the Norse pantheon today. Um, So Odin is basically called the Allfather because he was the first Aesir, um, one of the founding members of the Aesir, which is basically just a team or um, tribe of gods. Um, And later on we'll talk, uh, I mean, there's basically two. There's the Aesir and the Vanir. Um, and at one point, they actually get into um, a, a war, basically, a long-time feud. Um, in any event, over time, Odin, William, and Ve decide that the giants are essentially their enemy, and they go directly to the uh, main giant, um, Ymir and basically dismantle him right in the middle of Gagunga Gap, uh, which basically the way the myth goes is that they took his, uh, basically took parts of him to create the world. Um, so uh, basically like anything they, they created, they created the world and basically took, um, four dwarfs, which, uh, correspond to the the cardinal points, north, south, east, and west, and they had them hold up um, gimir into the sky to create the sky. Um, And and that's how essentially uh, one of the worlds of Asgard got created. Um, From that, Odin, Vili, and Faye found that they wanted to create um other beings uh so what they did is they took a tree and basically um took limbs and the stump and the core of the tree and created two humans and their names were ask and embla Uh, and that's Basically, um, they created a world called Midgard, and that's where and Bla, um lived and created uh, the population as we know it, or the Norse knew it then. Um, so basically, uh, Midgard is Earth, and then you have nine other realms. Um, Muspelheim, Niflheim still exists. There's Hell, um, Asgard, and hell isn't hell is uh, as it's depicted in, uh, in Christianity or other religions. It, it's a uh, essentially a, a place where the dead go. Um, and it's ruled by the same name, hell, who we'll uh, get into a little bit later. Um, and she is a goddess. Uh, so um, well, it's kind of... I got my, my video right in the way of this. So this is essentially the Norse family tree, and it is hard to see, but I'll kind of go through it so you don't have to see it really. Um, it was depicted from a, a game, um, but I really like the way that it, it's uh, that it's outlined here. Um, you can see basically Ymir on top of a mountain. He's a very... First one. Uh, essentially it depicts it as a bunch of giants. And you have Emir and then a bunch of giants. Um and that's where basically everything spawned from. So you have um some of the main people who were um especially uh born from giants uh that are notable in uh mythology is uh loki um and loki is actually a lot of times depicted as a brother of odin or half brother or four or whatever it may be but he was actually the it, it, he's actually a giant um, then some of the more interesting parts of this is that uh heimdall who is the gatekeeper. Basically he watches over Asgard uh, and allows people to travel through worlds. Um, He was born as it's depicted here with a conglomerate of a bunch of different people. Uh, it, It was supposed that he was born from giants, but it took nine giants to birth him essentially. Uh, so Heimdall is pretty important in North mythology. He, he's essentially the gatekeeper to all worlds, uh, which is a pretty big task. And as you can see, there's no lines connected to him. He is an outlier. Um, then you have some uh, little more interesting ones where Loki um, spawns a horse called Sleipnir, which is actually a, uh, is, is Odin's horse. Uh, that's the horse he rides. And uh, I forget the actual amount of legs he has. I think it's something like um, nine, nine legs, something like that. Um, fastest horse ever. Um, some of the uh, spawns of Loki or, or uh, progeny of Loki are Fenrir. who's uh, a wolf, a giant wolf. Jormungand, which is uh, essentially when it comes to the myth of Ragnarok, he is the serpent that essentially will, um, is supposed to uh, swallow the world. Right. And it's in the Eddas, it's Thor's job to go up against them and essentially Thor will lose and cause the the end of the world, which they call Ragnarok. Um, Another daughter of Loki is hell, who is the goddess who watches over the dead in hell. Um, So then you come down to um, some others that essentially have no uh, lineage. um, And they're pretty important in the Norse mythos too. It's uh, Tyr, Mimir, uh, and Burr, who are um, basically just just gods. And and they um, basically um, end up creating Vili uh, and Odin, um, who are the basically Odin is the first of the Asir, and Odin's wife, one of them, is Frigg, who's a goddess, and and she's basically um, there's some conjecture that Frigg and Freya, who's um, I think way down on this list, who's one of the one of the two only Vanir that I think survived, but um, there's suspicion that they are essentially the same goddess uh, because there, there's so much that they have in common with fertility and growth um, and just um, being a, a, some kind of like a healing sorceress. Uh, it's, it's kind of depicted as... Uh, Freya being one of the most powerful um, sorceresses uh, that either one of the uh, gods had ever um, experienced. Um, And then you have Thor, um, who's one of the more notable ones, Uh, Skadi, um, and then most of the other ones, Freyr and Freya are the only two Vanir. So those are kind of the main gods and goddesses of the, the Norse religion. Um, and and uh, just to, there's, um, there's a lot of Eddas, um, which is basically just stories about the gods and goddesses. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that attracts me to a lot of the polytheistic gods is, is that how, uh, how human that, uh, all of, all of the um, people who, um, created the stories around them, uh, uh, are. Um, so they're, you know, as you read through the stories or the Eddas, um, they all experience trials, tribulations, uh, typical, um, you know, a lot of them end up being. Uh, anti-heroes and then be heroes in the next edda. There, There's a lot of um, things I think the, the Norse uh, used um, these individuals, these gods and goddesses um, to relate to themselves. Um, so, which kind of brings us to the, oh, I went too far, brings us to the next part, which is, uh, basically the, the application or the archetypes uh, of, of what this is uh, and how polytheism and Norse kind of apply with the wall in one, uh, law of one. And it's kind of um, the same thing as the original quote um, for, for this uh, quote saying that basically the, these gods and goddesses for many people, um, as long as uh, you look at it the right way, are faucets of the, the one creator, the one infinite creator. Um, and in my opinion, so uh, one of the other things that Ross says is that as well said, the archetypes are portions of the one infinite creator or aspects of its face. So um, as you go through this, you know, I put the union archetypes here because I think they very much apply to, to what this is. Um, so each one of these, uh, gods and goddesses, I think in the Edda's represent an archetype or several archetypes. And, um, in, in essence, when when these people were worshiping these, um, these entities, they were actually worshiping a face or many faces of the one infinite creator. Um, so I kind of went through, um, a lot of the main, um, the main uh, gods and goddesses here that I could kind of attribute um, archetypes to. um, Odin, who's uh, basically the all-father, the ruler of the Aesir and Vanir, all the gods and goddesses after um, he created um, most of what they depicted as the kingdom of of Asgard. Um, So you have him as the ruler archetype or the king. And then I would say magician, but he's more sage, um, because he's more, um, he's, he's definitely, um, a lot of times described as, um, going through great lengths to seek wisdom. Um, and in fact, uh, he was, um, in the Eddas, um, basically the one who uh, sacrificed himself on the, on the tree of Yggdrasil, the world tree, um, to uh, die and basically learn the runes um, of the Norse, which, you know, the elder runes, uh, the Futhark, um, were their written language. Uh, so, you know, uh, there's not a lot of direct um sources uh, for how the stories went or where they originated. A lot of these were written uh, when the Norse were converting to Christianity. Um, so a lot of these were, were a lot of the Eddas were um, written after the fact. Um, and most of the Norse as most ancient um, cultures go, just like the Celtic culture um, were passed uh, through word and not written. Um, Thor who's uh, the hero he's the one who can vanquish giants nobody else can can vanquish them like Thor can he's also the explorer there's a lot of times he's he's doing quite a bit of exploring um, as the hero um, Frigg is a caregiver and lover she's uh, basically the mother figure of of uh, most of the most of the gods and goddesses Baldur, um, um ended up dying for um you know basically uh no really good reason um he was the innocent um he's the one that people um basically got along with he was the everyman like he was the one who um could relate to him loki is the outlaw he's he's usually on the outside he's a he's a magician but also um i didn't put it down but you know he's um also a ruler, uh in a way. Um Hell uh is an outlaw as well and a ruler. She rules Hell. Um Freyr is a lover he had uh basically is depicted as um like the quintessential uh um I don't know Casanova I guess. Um Freya, uh mainly magician um, because in most Edda, she's, um, she is the, the powerful sorceress that um, people uh, kind of talk about um, throughout. Um, really that, I mean, the conclusion of all that is, is kind of what I said uh, kind of before, is that, um, you know, as we, as, as people worship the deities, um, they're also... Is basically a path to know the one infinite creator. Um, and, and ultimately, the knowledge of, of these figures and these stories is, is to know the archetypes and the many facets of, of the creator. Um, and, and I have had this, you know, uh, these words in my head about um, how the creator created us to experience itself. Uh, but I, I feel like the creator enjoys experiencing our stories as much as it, it enjoys experiencing us. You know what I mean? It's kind of like an inception. Our creations are, that we're enjoying are also being enjoyed by the infinite creator. And, uh, that's my TED talk. Awesome. Does anyone have any questions
1: or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, 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 you, you've given us good stuff here. Let's break it open. And I'm curious right off the bat is do you, first off, I'm, I wonder how you got involved. Like how did, cause I think you had mentioned earlier, you were raised Catholic or Christian or something. And then, so I'd be very curious as to how you got involved with that. And secondly, for these deities for you do you do you personally have a personal relationship is there kind of a a heart-to-heart relationship that you experience or are you holding them conceptually as archetypes as you have been able to draw the connection between the law of one and, and what you gave tonight so what are your thoughts
0: yeah so uh yeah i was raised uh catholic and um you know, today I, I've, um, I'll give you a story then my thoughts. Um, I, I went to church, um, you know, I was young. I, I don't think I knew the importance of, uh, spirituality at the time really. Um, but, uh, to me it was just going through the motions and, and I was, I went through communion and everything. I w I didn't go through confirmation, but, um, it it was more procedural than I think um, than I would have, if it were different, I may have been drawn to it a little bit more and, um, and kind of throughout my life, I've always been drawn to um, spirituality. Um, I felt esoteric um, drew me in much more. I, I can't tell you ultimately why, Um, It just did. Um, But uh, from the time I was young to the time I am now, I've always been seeking and reading and um, trying to find something that actually uh, made me feel connected, uh, I would say, And, um, you know, some of those things that I felt really connected to was nature, right? Um, So nature, I think, um, led me to uh, some of the um, more Druid aspects uh, of it. Um, So the Norse was more, and Norse and Celtic, the reason why I chose those um, as my subject matter for the the ADF was that um, that's my heritage. So so the the Scandinavian and Celtic, basically Irish, Scandinavian, um, were my my further back history. Um, and one of the things that was very um, look like very. Um, much part of going through some of the, the work there was um, ancestry work, right? Um, Knowing where you came from, knowing those, those, the people who ultimately got you here, which, um, you know, as, as you dig deeper, you start to realize maybe, maybe there were aspects of myself. I don't know. Um, But I know one thing for sure that there were aspects of the creator. Right. Um, So, to, to actually give them thanks is I think, um, good in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and then f- for the, the, di- the deities themselves, um, I, I ultimately, so there's two deities actually that I, I, um, kind of relate to a little bit more and that's Odin mainly for his, um, uh, the wisdom aspect that the seeking. Um, that's the part I relate to, you know, a lot of things you read, uh, on like sensationalized TV shows and stuff. He's like, you know, basically the, the, the God of war, you know, basically is what people make him out to be. But, um, you know, while there was definitely strength in and, and, and there was war, um, and you know that's one of the aspects of I think the the human part of it um, was injected into the ideology. Uh, but first and foremost, he he was a seeker of knowledge. That's what he he was. Um, and the other one isn't anything to do with um, the Norse pantheon, but the Celtic, and that's uh, the Dagda, who is, is a father figure for um, essentially the the to uh De and and he basically you know his whole thing is um is like a, a very um positive masculinity like welcoming he's the father like he's um uh, like has a fire going he can create food like out of nowhere and he has a never ending um like cup of of mead you know so He's it's that that particular um, uh, deity is, is very much if you think about. I'm um, um, uh, thinking Scrooge, but it's uh, you know the, the the guy the big guy with the red beard and um, on one of the uh, uh, you know the Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, I think it's the newer one um are you thinking of Christmas present slash Yes, yeah so that that's who the Dagda reminds me of 100 percent um so that those two deities are are the ones I would have the most personal relationship with but I will say that on the sur- on the on the surface of it I do feel like most deities are the way uh, people at the time personified certain things um, and and made them essentially archetypes without knowing that they made them, without knowing any of the archetypes. It's just a way to explain certain um, behaviors and people, you know? Um, So, I mean, that's, that's what my opinion is on it. Uh, But I also think there's another aspect of it is that, by going through all of these creation stories and all of these people who've um, read about them and, and worship them or give them some kind of um, space in their mind that they're also creating a thought form, which which intent really makes them uh, uh, some kind of um, realism, you know. Um, that, that's my ultimate thought process of it.
1: Very cool. Yeah. I love the idea of the thought forms actually becoming sentient and then embodying the, the gods that they are mythologically. Um, is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I think that's better, better
0: articulated, but
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it works. Yeah. Cool. Who else would like to chime in, and how how did this grab you?
0: Well, you had a little uh, circle diagram of um, a variety of archetypes, and I was kind of curious where you got that and if I could get a copy. Yeah, I can send it to you. I think it was on a blog somewhere i i would uh if i if i had a paper i would have uh put um some references but i'll send it to you okay uh are you just going to put it on the chat or where are you gonna send it yeah i can put it in slack do you want the image oh. or the blog uh both I guess. okay mm-hmm.
1: This may be um, first of all, a great presentation, Rob. This may be a wild correlation, but I think I found it very strikingly um, coincidental that the creation story about the three—I um, guess you can call them brothers—that um, created the humans from trees, pretty much, um, and that kind of struck me because I know that Sirius, the star system, there's around two to three stars, and Raw mentions that their three third-density bodies um, evolved from vegetations that are similar to our trees. So I was that kind of just stuck out to me. I was wondering if that had any correlation or any type of connection there. It's just something
0: I thought I I don't know. But I would I mean, as I've kind of gone through a lot of my reading and and searching, I'm sure everyone has. um, There's a lot of commonalities through all of this that I've found through different um, different religions deities and um, and you know the law of one especially seems to touch on all um, so the whole aspect of the unity is is very much there um, I, I find it interesting of as well when I find um, the commonalities through all of them in, in some respects but yeah that's cool I didn't know that
2: I, this is interesting. I've been, my husband and I have been watching, um, it's a TV series, um, set back in, I think it was the year 792, uh, in regards to Vikings. And it's interesting as you were bringing up the the names Odin and Thor and Freya, because the, these gods and some of the others you've listed are, you know, s- sprinkled throughout um, this show. Um, which I'm sure, you know, it is made for entertainment, but there, it's also some of it sprinkles of historical cultures and beliefs and, you know, how they prayed to these um, gods. So just found it interesting to hear some of the same stuff that that's uh, actually depicted in this particular TV series. So good, I enjoyed it
0: it's uh, it's cool i i don't know uh i i haven't watched the show but i was in uh Uppsala, which is um which was in sweden but it was one i went up there th- by train because we were doing work in stockholm and we had the weekend to do you know whatever and Uppsala is is one of the um the main ports of like the nordic empire as it was being built and um Upper or, or old Uppsala or what they call Gamla Uppsala is where the, um, the main uh, temple was for, um, you know, worship for most of the Norse. I was burned down a long time ago, but um, I got to see the actual site and everything. It was pretty cool.
2: I'll have to see if that's where, that was the last like episode um, where they all pil- pil- did a pil- pilgrimage, you know, went there for, uh, to actually give sacrifices um, mm-hmm. to the gods, um, both animal and human and humans, I guess many of them would volunteer or they, you know, volunteered for this, but. Yeah, they kind of showed whatever that setting was. And I can't remember if that was where they said it was set or where they went to, but be interesting.
1: Yep, yeah. Rob, yeah. Uh, first off, would you mind going back on the slides to the beginning? The first one, I, I was interested in the Cosmogenesis. And then secondly, um, no, the one after that. Yeah, right there. So I'll, I want to just mentioned something on that really quick. But secondly, I, am are you involved with some level of congregation or other, uh, more communitarian worship, or is this for you a journey of, um, almost like community, but of generations and your, and your ancestors, as you had mentioned.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really just me. Um, there are groups in ADF that do like, um, basically like, uh, prayers and stuff like that or or ritual prayer, whatever on, um, some of the solstices. And and sometimes I'll join by like video or something like that. Um, just to see like what they're doing and, and, you know, join in on whatever the thanks or whatever that they're giving. Uh, but mostly it's solitary. Honestly, the most, uh, group that I, Um, participate in is ours so (laughs) um but yeah that's that's really it okay um ancestry wise i mean i've traced most of my father's side to um down into baden germany or switzerland just as a what it was um back then but um uh and then i assume based on dna that that was uh, part of the Scandinavian margra- migration up. Um, and then my mother's side is pure Irish, so.
1: Okay. The, we're, I think you had joined us when I first gave the, the very first talk on the archetypes. Um, and I, as you were talking about this particular slide that you have, here, have up here, I just couldn't help but think Uh, seems like it was real similar as we were tracing cosmogenesis. So if you have this sense of infinity and then infinity um, starts to awaken and says, I want to the original thought kind of comes out like the original thought could be the fire in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is no thing uh, other than this original thought, nothing's been created. It's just simply, I want to experience myself. And in order for there to be anything at all, you have to have dynamic tension. So that's the fire and ice almost, you know? Yep.
0: Um,
1: and then the very first thing that's created is, is, is kind of what we talked about uh, is f- positive and negative. The the male, female principle or dynamic tension held in one So that's the androgynous Yamir. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you do get three. Um, You get a sense of a mind, body, and spirit, even if it's not manifested yet. There is something that is, there's a quanta of energy that is singular and sentient. Um, It's also mind and spirit at the same time. But there, so it's this proto trinity proto trinitarian nature um and this so again we have odin Vile, and Ve from here and then after that there's kind of an explosion outward and um there and it, and it kind of follows the death and resurrection model the dying and rising destruct you know destruction and then rebirth and I guess what the Hindus have Shiva Shiva as the God of destruction and death is being built into their sacred panoply of gods. And I, I kind of see this fighting there is um, maybe part of that, too. I don't know. What are your thoughts? What I'm saying? I,
0: I think that is great. Like, that's I think that on. Um, I like it. It's, it's something I hadn't even kind of put together until now. So, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Anybody else have any thoughts or comments or want to weigh in?
2: Just want to say thank you. You're welcome.